98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. Health officials end the lockdown at Taikok Choi with no COVID cases found. The UN Climate Summit in Glasgow adopts a new pact aimed at curbing global warming. And the FBI says it's investigating reports that hackers have sent thousands of messages from an internal email address. The COVID lockdown at Hampton Place in Taikok Choi ended this morning with health officials reporting no cases after testing around 1,400 residents. Towers 1, 2 and 3 were sealed off yesterday after a Cathay Pacific pilot who lives in the development tested preliminary positive for a mutant variant of the coronavirus. Cathay says it's stepping up checks on compliance at overseas stations. Sean Kennedy has more. Health officials said the aircrew member was carrying the L452R mutant strain linked to the more infectious Delta variant after returning to Hong Kong last Sunday. Last Wednesday, health officials said two other Cathay cargo pilots had also tested positive for COVID-19 on their return from Frankfurt. Their household members and close contacts were quarantined, including 120 students at Discovery Bay International School, where the wife of one of the pilot's teachers and their two sons attend, and 13 other close contacts of the Cathay worker. 60 friends and colleagues of the other pilot were also quarantined. Cargo pilots are currently exempt from hotel quarantine, but the government said on Friday that it would tighten infection control measures for flight crew members. Airlines have also been asked to assign monitoring staff to ensure crew members comply with a closed-loop system when they work overseas. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Law Chi Kwong, says a new hotel will be made available from December the 8th for domestic helpers to undergo quarantine. Writing on his blog, Mr Law said the courtyard Hong Kong Sha Tin would provide 500 rooms at $650 per night. The hotel will replace the Silka Chun One as a quarantine hotel for helpers, with the Silka being used for other quarantine purposes. The minister said daily domestic helper arrival figures had almost quadrupled since September when more quarantine facilities had been put in place. A vice president of the Chinese Association of Hong Kong and Macau Studies, Lao Su Kai, says politicians will have to get used to competition if they want to retain office in future elections. Jimmy Choi has more. Speaking on the television program, Mr Lau said he believed many more people deemed patriots would be willing to join future elections, saying they would now face less in the way of smearing and attacks under the revamped system. But he said politicians in all future polls would still have to face competition if they wanted to retain office, and they could not assume they would be re-elected if they did not do their work properly. He said he believed the central government would assess lawmakers' performances to make sure they were up to standard. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says Hong Kong people should study the resolution adopted at Communist Party Plenum, saying it's vital to the country and Hong Kong's future. Writing on his blog, he praised President Xi Jinping for leading the country into a new era of socialism with Chinese characteristics. He also said the party's experience over the past century shows the importance of achieving common prosperity and that the cake should be cut fairly. The UN Climate Summit in Glasgow has adopted a new pact aimed at curbing global warming. The summit's British president, Alok Sharma, said the agreement would keep within reach the goal of limiting temperature rises to 1.5 degrees Celsius. The final text on fossil fuels was watered down at the last minute, with the expression phasing out of coal changed to phasing down. Mr Sharma apologised for the way the process had unfolded. Of course, I wish that... Uh we had managed to preserve the language on coal that was originally agreed. Nevertheless, 
uh, we do have language on coal, on phase down, um, and I don't think anyone at the start of this process would have necessarily expected that that would have been retained, but it has. And I think that is down to the flexibility and the goodwill actually shown by many of the parties here today. The US climate envoy John Kerry said the agreement was the beginning of a process, not the finishing line. He said the summit offered a real plan for restricting global emissions. Here in Glasgow, we have 65% of global GDP committed to real plans that have been certified by the IPCC or by the IEA or by various modelers that you know, from rhodium to climate action to others. They've been certified to say, yes, if you do all those things, you can keep 1.5 degrees alive. To the local weather forecast, fine and dry with moderate northeasterly winds. The outlook, sunny periods in the next few days and it'll be rather warm during the daytime. Currently 24 degrees, humidity 51% and the red fire danger warning is still in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past one. The South African novelist Wilbur Smith has died at the age of 88. More than 140 million copies of his 49 adventure stories have been sold around the globe. Born in northern Rhodesia, now Zambia, as a child he devoured tales from Ryder Haggard and John Buchan. His first book, When the Lion Feeds, was published in 1964. Before that, his initial attempt had been rejected by several publishers. Speaking to the BBC, he said this experience had a huge influence on his future work. I realised I would never be a writer. And so I wrote the next one entirely for myself in the firm expectation that it wasn't going to be published. And that taught me an enormous lesson. It taught me you can't write for what you think other people want to read. You have to write entirely for yourself. Sports now and football. And France striker Kylian Mbappe scored a hat-trick as the world champions, who've already qualified for the Qatar 2022 World Cup, thrashed Kazakhstan 8-0 in Group D. Mbappe is the first Frenchman to score three goals in a competitive game since 1985. World number one side Belgium, who have also already qualified, collected a 3-1 win over Estonia in Group C. Wales remain in pole position for a playoff spot in that group after beating Belarus 5-1. And in Group G, the Netherlands missed an opportunity to qualify after a 2-2 draw in Montenegro. With one game left to play, they're just two points ahead of Turkey and Norway. They play the Norwegians in the crucial final game of qualifying next week. In Africa's qualifying round, Nigeria beat Liberia 2-0 to move a step closer to the playoffs. They top Group C by two points ahead of second place Cape Verde. Both sides need to wait until Tuesday to see who's guaranteed a spot in the next round. BBC's John Bennett has more. For 76 minutes on Saturday, Nigeria looked in with a chance of booking a place in the World Cup playoffs with a game to spare. They needed to win and hope that Cap Verde would drop points at home to Central African Republic. The Super Eagles completed their end of the bargain with two penalties, one for Victor Osimhen and one for Ahmed Musa to secure a 2-0 victory over Liberia. But Cap Verde fought back from 1-0 down in their match to win 2-1, a winner with 14 minutes to go. So some extra nerves now for Nigeria, although they are still in the driving seat. A draw at home against Cap Verde in Tuesday's decider would be enough for them to progress to the playoffs. Cap Verde need a win. 
Group D will also go down to the final game after both Ivory Coast and Cameroon won yesterday. Ivory Coast won 3-1 at home to Mozambique to remain one point clear of Cameroon, who beat 10-man Malawi 4-0. The two sides meet on Tuesday, with the eventual winner of Group D progressing to the playoffs. Group B will also go down to the wire after Tunisia fell to a 2-0 loss at Equatorial Guinea. The two sides are now level on 10 points, with Tunisia ahead by virtue of goal difference. At the Rugby Union Autumn Internationals, Ireland outplayed New Zealand to win 29-20 in a sensational match at the Aviva Stadium. It's only the third win in 33 meetings for Ireland over the All Blacks, who are on tour in Europe. That game was watched by the BBC's Michael Morrow. Ireland outplayed their visitors to claim what I think is probably fair to say is a statement win for Andy Farrell on his side in front of what was an absolutely raucous crowd of 51,000 here in Dublin. It was a nip and tuck game the whole way through with neither side giving any quarter. These two are used to physical battles but this felt like another level today. Ireland trailed by five at half time after James Lowe's try had been cancelled out by Cody Taylor but back they came after the break with really quick fire double from Ronan Kelher and Keenan Keel and Doris put Ireland on the front foot but New Zealand weren't going to go anywhere they scored a stunning try of their own through Will Jordan it looked for all the world as if we were in for a really tight 15 minutes at the end with Ireland clinging on but somehow they found some energy reserves as Joey Carberry came off the bench to kick three penalties and just pushed that lead out as Ireland held on to claim a very famous win in Dublin Quickly to cricket and New Zealand and Australia will contest the final of the T20 World Cup today in Dubai. Australia's captain is Aaron Finch. A lot of people had written us off from the start, so it's it's been really impressive the way that we've gone about our business. Everyone's um, prepared really well. Everyone's had a a really defining match or match-defining performance at some point. So the guys are, are really, really up and about. To end the news, the top story once again. Health officials end the lockdown at Tai Kok Choi with no COVID cases found. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new colour, new dimension, new value. Value. And a new experience. I was living my life like a long lost weekend. Never felt nothing jumping right into the deep end. I wasn't missing nothing that was ever worth getting. Never hung around enough to regret it. Can walk in the but just in time. Any nice juices with a chance in rhyme. Shooting that a juice stack way up.
Simon, yeah, uh. we about to get into it, baby. Yo, Simon, what's up? You ready? Let's get it, baby. Do it, do it, uh. Sunday session with the homie Simon Wilson. RTHK bang loud through the building. Radio 3 on the dial, no question. Frequency 567 is the weapon. DJ Simon, please replay the diamonds. I remain rhyming. HK is where you find them from the top of the peak to the site come streets. Radio 3, heat seek through your speaks. Hey, DJ HK airplay. 1 to 4 p.m. every Sunday. Hong Kong's finest. DJ Simon brought to you live from Detroit Diamond. RTHK. Welcome along to the Sunday afternoon session for the 14th of November 2021. I'm Simon Wilson with you through till four. Usual mix of some quirky stories. We'll be checking out the birthday file this day in history, running a survey and playing as many of your requests as possible. Uh, do it, do it. 